have got one member missing for purposes of decision making. Hello, Chairperson. Yes, uh, Chair, we're still waiting for one more member. Thank you.
South Africans, I'm still uh, between a better place and the and the traveling point. Um, so for now, I may be affected a bit uh, in terms of uh, video connectivity and so on. But as you'll be aware, it's, uh, we are starting with a subcommittee uh, meeting uh, on the SAPC board uh, appointment process. And thereafter, we would uh, immediately get to a committee. Um, in that score, I want to start by welcoming all members of uh, the subcommittee, honorable members. Uh, of course, those that are on the platform, in particular uh, those who have been following our deliberations uh, by being on the platform. The legal team of parliament would also be presenting uh, this morning, as, as well as uh, fellow South Africans who may be following our discussions in different ways. <clears throat> uh, honorable members, I will, uh, without uh, a waste of time, um, I think until I get to a point of connectivity that's better, and I must uh, take the opportunity to just deal with the, the formalities uh, of meetings on this platform. Uh, just to remind ourselves that at all times, our mics uh, should remain uh, muted, uh, video cameras off until you are recognized by the chairperson of, of the meeting who will then allow you to unmute and switch on your video camera unless there may be challenges of connectivity in which case you'll give an indication to the chairperson uh, so that permission is granted for you not to switch on your video camera to maximize your bandwidth. Uh, of course, honorable members are also reminded that uh, as it relates to point of orders, the rules shall also apply that a member would want to raise a point of order would not unmute the mic until recognized by the chairperson. In that case, would unmute, raise the point of order on which the chairperson could rule upon in, in terms of the rules. Of course, because there will be those that may be losing connectivity from time to time, as you reconnect to the platform, please ensure that at all times your mic is muted and your video camera is switched off as mics are sensitive and therefore could pick up background sounds which may distract a speaker that may be on the platform. We're also guided honorable members not to raise unless a point of orders to a point of collapsing the meeting on this platform. Having raised those, I would want to uh, check if there are apologies that would have been received by the committee support so that we put those on on record. Ms. Ndabemi. Thank you, Chairperson. I didn't receive any apologies. Thanks, Chair. 
Thank you, uh, Mr. Dabin. Uh, honorable members, just to uh, indicate how we are probably going to proceed, as you would have heard in my acknowledgements, I did acknowledge also the presence of the legal department. Um, and I, I take it that, uh, yes, Mr. Tekana, uh, it's one of those, but if he's got another person that's brought on board, we'll get that indication. Uh, honorable members would be aware that uh, in the course of us executing our work with regards to this process, there would have been submissions uh, coming from uh, uh, members of the public, maybe through organizations or individuals, because an opportunity has been given to them to do that. And therefore, those that were received earlier, which were quite specific about objections on certain candidates that were to come before the committee after the advertisement of the shortlisted candidates. So there was agreement, therefore, to refer those to the legal department uh, as different matters would have been raised. Uh, the legal department would uh, indeed advise us accordingly on those matters that have been raised. Subsequent to that understanding that the closing date would have probably been the 22nd, there were others that were also received, even as we were doing the interviews, reflecting on some of the candidates uh, as the interviews were proceeding. Uh, we'll also have to put those on record so that they are also known as part of the public participation process, which is an important task that parliamentarians do, that of ensuring that there's public participation in the way we uh, construct our laws, but generally in the work of parliament. Uh, so we'll do, we'll do that. Uh, that is also helpful, uh, honorable members, in making a determination later on as matters would have been uh, thus uh, clarified. Would also get briefly a report on how far the vetting process is, as members would have also raised that as a point uh, that would not want to get to situations uh, that entities would have gotten themselves in where appointments would have been made and, and, and the recommended people may not uh, uh, pass the vetting that gets done, uh, even though it may be uh, quite uh, at, uh, at a lower level in terms of what gets to be done as opposed to other positions where there may be a need for uh, top uh, secret uh, clearance. Uh, certificates and so on. But we do need to get uh, that briefing so as to help us uh, take a proper way forward in terms of how we proceed from today. So, so I thought it's important that we, we do that. And, and therefore, as we do it, uh, we will then be able to say what do we do given the status of uh, the information 
we do all these uh, honorable members uh, that we are not just about considering public participation, but we must be seen to have considered uh, the views that are raised by the public when we make our recommendations uh, uh, to the House at some point. Um, with that, I want to uh, welcome uh, the legal, as represented by Mr. Tejan. As I said, you would indicate if you are also going to be joined uh, by another person, or you would just proceed uh, yourself to take uh, members through on those uh, matters that would have been raised. As I said, thereafter, we'll have to place on record what has been received from the public participation uh, process and then take it apart from the committee support on the vetting process and therefore make a determination on whether we're able to proceed to the next step uh, or not. Uh, thank you, <laughs> Mr. Tejana. Uh, Good morning, uh, Chairperson and honorable members, and good morning to my colleagues as well. Perhaps uh, before I start, I should ask for your permission uh, for my yes. video to be off because I think my connectivity is a bit suspect. Yes, but at least we do know you. Uh, even the voice doesn't seem to have been altered by robotics. You <laughs> <laughs> can proceed. Thank you. Thank you, thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chairperson. Chairperson, I think uh, you have uh, already sketched uh, uh, the background, but of course, I have to indicate to this committee that you you had uh, requested us as legal services to provide an opinion on disputes emanating from interviews related to the filling of vacancies for the SABC board. I think, Chair, as a start, uh, we, we need to say that some of the things that we do uh, are rooted in the Constitution of the Republic of South Africa. And I think, Chair, if you may allow me to uh, refer to Section 57, 1A and B of the Constitution, which says that the National Assembly may determine and control its internal arrangements, proceedings, and procedures, and make rules and orders concerning its business with due regard to representative and participatory democracy, accountability, transparency, and public involvement. Now, section 591A takes it further to say that the NA must, it says must facilitate public involvement in the legislative and other processes of the assembly and its committees. Now, Chair, the aforesaid provisions are echoed in rules uh, 167D and F of the NA rules, which state that for the purposes of performing its function, a committee may subject to the constitution, legislation, the other provisions of these rules and resolutions of the assembly, conduct public hearings, determine its own working arrangements. Now, Chair, if you look at section 13.2 um, of the Broadcasting Act, it says that uh, the non-executive members of the board must be appointed in a manner ensuring A, participation by the public in the nomination process, B, transparency and openness, C, 
and that a short list of candidates for appointment is published, taking into account the objects and principles of this act. Now, if we may pause a bit um, and go to section 2A of the Broadcasting Act, which speaks to the object of the act itself. Now, that's that provision just says, the object of this act is to establish and develop a broadcasting policy in the Republic, in the, in the public interest, and for that purpose, to contribute to democracy, development of society, gender equality, nation building, provision of education and strengthening the spiritual and moral fiber of society. Now, under the very same act, if you go to chapter two, uh, section 31B, which deals with the South African broadcasting system, you will see Chair, that from section 13, 4A to D, it tells us what, what, what is the, the criteria that this committee must be seized with in making these recommendations. And it says that the members of the board must, when viewed collectively, the persons who are suited to serve on the board by virtue of their qualifications, expertise, and experience in the fields of broadcasting policy and technology, broadcasting regulation, media law, frequency planning, business practice, finance, marketing, journalism, entertainment, and education, social and labor issues, be the persons who are committed to fairness, freedom of expression, the right of the public to be informed, and openness and accountability on the part of those hold, holding public office. C, represent a, a broad cross-section of the population of the Republic, and D, the persons who are committed to the object and principles as enunciated in the Charter of the Corporation. Now, Chair, you, you will say that this, this commitment to the objects, uh, to the object and the principle of the act, uh, it comes back again. And of course, I've already dealt with uh, section 2A, which deals with the object of the act. And I want to underscore uh, the, 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 this commitment to, 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 to the moral fiber of society, uh, because uh, it speaks to, you, you know, when we interpret the constitution, uh, we speak about the object, purport, and spirit of the constitution. So, so in, in, in capturing the spirit, uh, we have to look at the document in its totality. Uh, now, Chair, if we go to Rule 2271C, which speaks to the functions of a portfolio committee, and I think it, it characterizes okay, in a very pithy uh, manner uh, what our business uh, today is about. Now, that provision, Chair, it says that a portfolio committee may monitor, investigate, inquire into and make recommendations concerning any such executive organ of state. It goes on constitutional institution and so on. I won't capture it all here. But I think the point I wanted to raise is the point there, which is also echoed in section 31, for section 31 of the Broadcasting Act, because it says the 12 non-executive members of the board must be appointed by the president on the advice. Of the National Assembly. Now, Chair, you've asked us uh, pointed questions uh, regarding the suitability thereof 
uh, of three candidates. Uh, Mr. Musala, Mr. Mawuba, uh, Ms. Mbeki, and uh, Ms. Paji. Oh, no, yeah. So, uh, we need to be very clear on this. When this subcommittee or committee of parliament sits, it is not sitting as a court of law. It is sitting as a subcommittee of parliament with its own constitutional obligations insofar as oversight responsibilities and, and, and insofar as generally it, 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 it discharges uh, its own constitutional obligations. Now, Chair, remember what, what the, 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 the mandate of this committee here is not necessarily to make uh, any finding, I mean, against any candidate. But the fact of the matter, Chair, and this is the point we've emphasized, is the point that you have a public participation process, the public has um, made submissions. And we say, Chair, that this committee, Chair, cannot ignore uh, those submissions. This committee, Chair, must look at those objections, object, sorry, at those objections uh, with an open mind, objectively, consider them, and, and arrive uh, at a particular uh, conclusion. Now, Chair, uh, one of the things which this committee has to do, Chair, uh, and this speaks to one of the most uh, important components of the rule of law, which is the rationality requirement. The reason why I'm saying that this committee is not sitting in the court of law is that in terms of what is required of it, it has to demonstrate that whatever decision it takes, it is rational. And, 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 and within that context or realm of speaking about the reality, the rationality principle, one of the legal principles which this committee has to display is one which is founded on the principles of national justice, which is the Audi rule. Now, the fact of the matter, Chair, is that we have submissions which have been submitted to the committee by the public, which of course we must consider. The second thing, Chair, is that uh, the committee will have to um, inform us, Chair, whether these questions that, that, that form the substance of these allegations were raised during the, during the interview process to the affected candidates. Because say, that is very much important because you, you, you can't say say you are, you, you are deliberating in order to make a, a view about something when the person against whom those objections have been made has not been informed uh, or these things were never even raised with him or her during the interview process. Now, Chairs, as, 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 as a matter of example, because I want to delineate in a very clear manner uh, what this committee I mean, has to do. I, I will keep on hacking on this point, hacking on this point. Uh, this committee, Chair, is not a court of law. There are submissions in front of it, which it has to, which, which it has to consider. The, the fact that, Chair, uh, uh, someone has got a, a matter which is still running uh, before the courts. Uh, it is not the uh, it is not the business of this committee, Chair, 
to say that. Now we'll wait for the course to pronounce in seven years and so on before we take a view on you. Uh, this committee chairs to make recommendations. And we know that the president is the appointing authority. This committee has to look at matters as they pertain in front of them now. In other words, out of uh, the 600 or 60, whatever candidates that we have in front of you, would you still uh, want to tie your hands uh, to someone who already has findings against him without pronouncing on those particular findings? Or rather you would say, let's go to section 13.4 uh, of the act and look at whether this candidate uh, exhibits uh, or possesses uh, those characteristics which the act requires. Because Chair, we don't want parliament chair to, 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 to embroil itself on, 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 on battles, uh, which, are, which, which, are, which are really outside of its limit. We don't want a parliament chair which, is, which will be saying that uh, uh, we want to uh, interrogate, for instance, uh, the report itself and see whether uh, uh, any avenue exists uh, for the report uh, to be taken on review or for, the, or for whatever finding which has been made against a particular candidate. Uh, this committee chair is presented with information in front of it, which is serving in front of it. And this committee has a constitutional responsibility chair to apply itself and its mind on what is currently serving before it. And I think, Chair, these principles that I've, I've outlined, they speak broadly to what uh, the committee has asked us in relation to the three candidates, which is uh, Ms. Morsala, Mr. Mouba, and Ms. Mbeki. And I think the question about uh, Ms. Bati, Chair, was around issues uh, of conflict of interest. And I think, Chair, to, to, to aptly capture, I'm sorry, uh, Ms. Paki's uh, operations, it's, 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 it's one of those, and I'm talking about ACT, Chair, vis-a-vis -vis the SAPC. I'm talking about ACT, vis-a-vis -vis the SAPC. It's one of those, it's one of unity and struggle, uh, cooperation and contestation, in the sense that ACT, Chair, uh, is not in direct uh, competition with the SAPC. ACT is not a monopolic block with homogeneous interests. I mean, ACT is a conglomeration of uh, independent uh, network operators. Um, ACT is an independent body, uh, and, 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 and as previously advised, which is not in direct competition with SAPC. And, and for, that, for, for that reason, Chair, we, we see no need uh, why should uh, uh, Ms. Paji's candidature uh, uh, be denied on the basis that uh, she happens to be the CEO of ACT. I, I think, Chair, for now, I'll, 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 I'll leave it there. But of course, but of course Chair, I, we would want also to get a sense from the subcommittee whether during the interview stage, what is contained in the submissions uh, was put to the affected uh, candidates. That, that is very much important Chair, in terms of process. Uh, and if chair, would, if chair, that was done, uh, nothing prohibits this committee uh, to apply its mind, uh, uh, and of course uh, recommend candidates chair who are fit for purpose, um, 
with, uh, with integrity um, and reputation is, is beyond uh, reproach. And I, and I think, Chair, if, if you talk about moral fiber, Chair, you, you have to look at issues of strength of character, firmness of purpose, toughness, toughness of spirit, and so on and so on. So I'm just saying, Chair, uh, you, you are not a court of law as this committee. Um, you are the committee of parliament uh, with, with its own uh, mandate. Uh, you, your hands can't be tied to the fact that uh, a certain finding was made against me. I've appealed it uh, to the SCA. In which case, if the SCA pronounces against me, I'll appeal it against the constitutional court. If the constitutional court uh, rules against me, uh, I can also say uh, there's something that I heard recently. Uh, rescission of rescission of rescission, you know. So my point is, Chair, this committee, Chair, is not, its, its hands are not tied. Uh, as long as we are not moving beyond the scope uh, of what the Act requires us to do. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, um, Mr. Tejana. Um, I saw Advocate Jenkins, uh, also from your team, I'm not sure if he's brought in to make input or uh, just to be present before I get to honorable members who would want clarities. Uh, Chairperson, good morning. Good morning, honorable members and colleagues. Uh, Chair, I've got nothing to add to my colleague, Mr. Tatiana. I think he covered all the areas that, that we needed to as a team. So I was just here to support him in case he needed to be somewhere else. Uh, I had to be somewhere else, so I joined a little bit late, but um, thank you, Chair. Thank you. Um, as I said, I will now give uh, to honorable members who would want to ask uh, questions uh, to the legal, but let me start by confirming that uh, for those that were received in particular, uh, those that relate to the candidates mentioned. We have also used the interviews to put those questions to um, the candidates and in that way have had an opportunity of clarifying not only the committee, but South Africans, because at the end, when we deliberate on the names to be recommended, uh, South Africans would also be following that through. So Mr. Tichan, I just thought I should uh, confirm that, including other candidates that may have come thereafter, where there were issues that came, we put it to them uh, so as to get an opportunity uh, to say their side of the story, uh, the out that you referred to. Um, so I just thought I should clarify that. Thanks, Jay. Thank you. <laughs> Honourable members, I saw Honourable Kola Barnett followed by Honourable Matjose. Thank you, Chair. Uh, I just wanted to confirm, and in fact, you've just said it, that the the issues that have been raised about those three candidates um, were raised. I certainly raised them. I'm sure others raised them as well. Very, they had every opportunity um, to explain their side of whichever story. So I think that was um, aired as well as could be expected. Thank you. That's all I wanted to add to, to clarify for the legal advisors. Thank you. 
Thank you, Honorable Konopane. Uh, Honorable Machozi, you'd be followed by Honorable Mlala. Thank you, Honorable Chairperson. Uh, good morning, Honorable Members. No, my question would be one. I heard that um, the legal was saying uh, public, um, uh, it must play part in terms of um, seeing that the process unfolds in a proper manner and that obviously uh, uh, people who who will be um, uh, people who might uh, uh, their their CVs be taken are people who qualify for 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 the board of the SAPC. My question is then uh, that um, does it not uh, uh, conflict with what the public now uh, is is in participation of? Because um, if we are saying uh, uh, we've shortlisted people that qualified. It's an obvious case, and people that must uh, maybe would be in the in the board of the SAPC, and the public also on the other side, it has a say on what happens throughout the process. Will it not then be a problem if we say what you know, on our side we are not legal, we are not uh, the the court of law, uh, we have just uh, done the process of of shortlisting people who qualified and ignore what the the public has raised in terms of the other uh, people who have who have submitted their CVs and so forth and who have been shortlisted. So I just wanted to get a clarity on that one. Will it not be a problem on our side as a committee that we ignored what the public was warning us about and so forth? If they can just give us a clarity on that and then I'll be fine. Thanks, Chair. Now recognize the Honorable Mlala, who would then be followed by the Honorable Dr. Basop. Yeah, Chair, uh, thanks very much. Uh, uh, and uh, good morning to uh, my colleagues uh, and the Chair. Uh, I think uh, I am quite happy with the, with the legal opinion. But uh, I'm also saying that uh, the the opinion was necessary because uh, there were outcries all over about certain candidates and so on. And the 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 legal opinion says to us this uh, is the advice they can give us. Uh, but the final decision will still remain with us as to what do we do. <clears throat> but Chair, uh, I want to hasten to say that uh, it's quite uh, interesting that uh, some of the people uh, that uh, are alleged to have done wrong things have been in the board for some time. And uh, the very same public opinion has not done anything until we started the process of interview. So from where I'm sitting, I think uh, the legal unit has done their part. Uh, all that is left is for us to look at what they have presented and, uh, and, and make a decision. I don't think uh, we should worry more about what uh, they are saying uh, because the 
the public also has the right, as much as it has the right, people can still abuse the very same public for their own needs. So that's why it's necessary for us to also have a legal opinion. And uh, for me, that opinion is quite fair. Uh, and and uh, I, I, I really appreciate it. Uh, maybe at the later stage, uh, we can then engage ourselves as, as a committee uh, and, and, and find the common ground as to how do we move forward. But for me, uh, I, I really appreciate uh, their, their presentation. Thanks, Chair. Thank you, Honorable uh, Mlana. Honorable Dr. Basop, you are recognized. You can proceed. <coughs> Thank you very much, Honorable Chair. Uh, good day, uh, Honorable members as well, and the team that is there. Firstly, Chair, let me apologize to join a bit later. Um, there is a problem of, of network. Where am I? Chair, Perhaps I might have uh, lost some uh, points that have been put together by, by the legal opinion. First, my position here is that um, even myself, I'm happy with, with the legal opinion. But again, <clears throat> to remind the, ourselves that what is our role in this exercise? My understanding, we are not employees, we are not appointed. Ours is to assist a particular process by going the, 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 the route that we have gone. And also, Chair, my understanding, though I've been trying to get from, 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 from my, <coughs> the package that I have, there were terms of reference for us as a committee. And therefore, somebody down the line is responsible for, for the appointment, not us. The final word is not with us. But the only thing, Chair, that I want to check, is there any harm when we are presenting our report uh, with the scoring and all that that was expected from us? Is there any harm? I mean, to save our beds, to say, here is our report. But on top of this, there are these submissions that were submitted by the public. Something like that, of that nature, to say that the threat we should not be seen as the people who are hiding side information with us. Because this information was sent to us, and therefore, for me, we are supposed to package this information with the report, but not to say, we can't recommend so and so because of this. That's my submission, Chair. Thank you. Thank you, um, Honorable Dr. Basup. I'm not sure if uh, the Vikan would want to have responses to the points raised thus far. Okay, thanks, 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 Honorable Chair. Uh, I think uh, Honorable Kola Panat uh, made a comment, uh, which, 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 which is what you made as well, regarding that during the interview process, uh, these, man these matters were put uh, to the candidates. And I think uh, Honorable Majosi Chair speaks about uh, whether the submissions can be ignored or not. And you will see Chair, that in paragraph 33 of our opinion, we say that the subcommittee cannot ignore the submissions that have been made by the public regarding the suitability or otherwise of the candidates in question. The subcommittee has a constitutional duty to consider them and the only legal requirement is that it must do so within the bounds of rationality. You, you see, Chair, when you're talking about the rationality requirement, Chair, 
the the, the threshold share there is, 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 is very low share. In other words, uh, the, 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 the even court share, when they look at it, they do not necessarily say that uh, the, the, the option you've chosen is the right one or the correct one. All they want is for you to map out um, a map chair, which, so, which shows that when you considered these things, chair, you, you were rational. That's, what, that's why chair, we quote, I mean, uh, a, a judgment uh, of the Constitutional Court in the Albert matter, where we say courts, where the court said, courts may not interfere with the means selected simply because they do not like them or because there are other more appropriate means that could have been selected. But where the decision is challenged on the grounds of rationality, courts are obliged to examine the needs selected to determine whether they are rationally related to the objective sought to be achieved. So the, 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 the threshold for the rationality test is it's, it's a very low threshold. It's just a question of demonstrating that in whatever step that you took, um, you were rational. So you will recall that there was a constitutional court case in between the former president Jacob Zuma. In fact, the citation of the case chair is the, is the DA, Democratic Alliance uh, versus the uh, NTPP, which, which was at the time, remember, uh, Mr. Mins Melani uh, was uh, appointed by the president using his powers, of course. Um, and if you remember, chair, Judge Yukup, uh, Judge Yakup, um, uh, the constitutional court there in, in a judgment written by Judge Yakup. He set aside that decision chair, on the basis that there was a Chinwala uh, commission, even though the Chinwala commission chair was not a was not a, a judicial co a commission of inquiry. But the, the court said uh, the fact that you didn't you, you ignored the fact that there were uh, statements which were made in the commission, which spoke direct to the character of the candidate himself. Uh, so, so my point here is that to, to sum it up, without uh, wasting the committee's time, uh, there's, lot, there's lots of cases that deal with these principles. But without wasting your time, Chair, I think the point that we're making, Chair, and, and, and we're making this point, Chair, very firmly and very vociferously, Chair, this committee, Chair, cannot ignore these public admissions. It has to consider them, Chair. Um, and I think regarding Honorable Mulala, uh, it, it, it was a comment, Chair, and, and, and we welcome it, Chair. And I think the points that I've spoken to also speak to what uh, Honorable Dr. Pasop um, has said. Uh, that, Chair, look, this is a responsibility you can't run away from, Chair. This subcommittee, Chair, has to look at these uh, submissions and consider them, Chair, whatever decision that they make. I'll stop it from there, Chair. Now, I'm not sure if my colleague, uh, Advocate Jenkins, want to add anything. Thanks, Chair. Uh, Chair, with, with your permission, I've, um, I've got nothing to add. Thank you, Chair. Thank you to my colleague as well. Thank you. May I just check if there are follow-up questions? Uh, I see Honorable Kolabanat. Any other member would want to follow up after those clarities? Okay, that seems to be the one. Please proceed. Thank you. So that Thank we you. Get to the next presentation. 
Thank you very much, Chair. Yes, I'm very happy with the legal inputs, particularly the one that says that we must be careful not to tie ourselves to to uh, an issue or embroil ourselves in battles outside of the mandate of Parliament um, because of this business that legal processes may run for seven years. I think that um, kind of says it all. But something I would like some input on, I was very concerned uh, to read <clears throat> a, a very long piece uh, which quoted the minister extensively that came out on Sunday. So just before we're doing this process, and her threats to declare the current board delinquent for reckless trading. And it went on to failing submit a requested revenue plan in June this year, uh, talked about the losses, the decline in revenue. But, you know, she's demanded a plan now 10 days before the current board is dissolved. Um, and if she goes ahead and goes through some process or through with her threats to declare them delinquent, um, is she not? trying to influence the outcome of this particular decision uh, and decision-making body. I, I don't think it was appropriate for the minister to come out publicly with such threats shortly before this very process, um, because it may well, if one factors it in, it may well have an impact on our final decision. So uh, I, I, we have four or so sitting members um, who are standing again. So I, I would like your input on that. It's it's very bizarre um, that it would come out exactly. I don't believe in coincidence. So I'd like your input on that. Um, I, as far as I'm concerned, we need fit for purpose people, men and women beyond reproach. That's it. Thank you. I'll just check if there's any other member. Okay, no other member you can then uh, uh, proceed to respond. Uh, Mr. Tejana and Kate Look, Chair, I think this is beyond the scope of our legal opinion, Chair. And uh, I think it would be unfair of me to, to, to make comments, Chair, even on, on a statement I haven't even uh, have sight uh, of. I think. Uh, that point, it's a, it's a valid point, uh, Honorable Kolabana. So that I didn't want to, to respond, at least they would have responded to it, that they worked on information available. And, and this may be something that has just come through. And I take it that it has no bearing on the work of the committee unless there is a decision in that regard, that declares uh, any of uh, the current board members uh, delinquent. And I take it that they would respond themselves to that matter because it's about accountability in the current phase, not on the board that we are uh, looking at uh, from the side of the committee uh, in assisting the president to appoint uh, people that are fit for purpose, as you correctly say. <clears throat> so, so the legal has uh, now given us a sense, honorable members, like I said, would also have these others put on record. Uh, maybe just to tighten up that point, uh, honorable Dr. Basop, uh, 
I think in a transparent way, when we report, we must report comprehensively, uh, which will also take into account what has been received and the fact that we didn't just look at them. Indeed, we must be seen to have considered uh, the views of the public as part of the public participation. But the ultimate recommendation rests with the committee having applied its mind on everything else that has been presented before the committee within uh, its mandate and what the law uh, also requires of us uh, to do uh, in this regard. So if there are no further questions, I think for, for the legal uh, unit of parliament, uh, I think we should thank them that they've guided us uh, because they can't make uh, the recommendations we need to make, but they've guided us. Uh, they've clarified the point that we are not a court of law. Uh, but secondly, we, we cannot ignore uh, the comments from the public, um, but they've also made the point uh, that we make the recommendations to assist uh, the president. And it must be proven, I think, uh, uh, that we're rational in the way we considered those vis-a-vis the recommendations that we make in terms of names. So, so, so that would be really my, my take on other members so that we do release them to, to do other work. Is that clear? Thank you, Chair. No. Okay, <clears throat> we will we'll then release. Uh, like, oh, Honorable Mlala wants to speak before you are released. Uh, Honorable okay. Mlala? Yeah, yeah, thanks, Chair. Uh, I, I hope I'm not uh, delaying them, uh, but uh, the uh, e e Chairperson, I think. Uh, you responded well to Dr. Bazobu. Uh, um, I just want to emphasize one aspect of your response, uh, maybe for purposes of uh, the legal team, uh, because uh, it, it will not be proper for us to attach uh, all the information when we have the authority to deal with them. Uh, because the reason they are brought to us is that whatever recommendation we make, it's on the basis that we have considered everything else, the public, the legal opinion, uh, the interview process, all these things, we have considered them as a committee. Now, taking uh, the matter to the National Assembly and to the President, it will not be proper from where I'm sitting that we, we, we recommend the name and also write something besides the name. Uh, because then the president can easily return the matter, but you have not dealt with this issue. Uh, so from where I'm sitting, we have the responsibility. That's where I fully agree with the legal opinion. We have the responsibility to look into all these matters. And uh, from where we are sitting, have a clear decision. Uh, that after having considered all these things, 
This is our recommendation. Uh, but we can then put uh, those issues uh, into the next level because then it will be, I don't know what is the best way, it will be responsible of us because it's supposed to be our responsibility to deal what the public raised. They raised them with us as a committee. Uh, whatever the legal opinion is raised with us as a committee. So we as a committee must finalize the matter in our little wisdom uh, and then present uh, because it does not stop any other process. It doesn't stop uh, any other process. The same people can still write to the president after our recommendation if they are not happy, for instance, with, 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 with our recommendation. Uh, they can still write to the National Assembly whichever way they want to raise their mat. So from where I'm sitting, I think, maybe I, I don't know if I'm spoiling your uh, summer rich person, but I hope I'm, I'm still within the bound because uh, you, you, you summarize it properly, but uh, sometimes you are a bit diplomatic. Uh, so I wanted to get meat out of your presentation, Chair. Uh, thanks, but I just wanted to emphasize that part. Yeah, maybe the legal would uh, still want to come to the point. Yeah, respectfully, yes, you are. Uh, the point is in response to Honorable Dr. Basop. It's a distinction between what you recommend as a decision and a report. The report cannot ignore that the committee did consider what has been raised. It did get a legal opinion on some of the matters raised. So that when you recommend the names, it's not like you ignored anything that has been raised. But you've applied your mind on all facts available before you. Uh, that's why in the part about the minister I didn't want us to entertain because necessarily it has no bearing on how we need to proceed as a committee. So, so, so in that score, I think for me that suffices uh, because it was a response. In any way, all the reports, that's how we write them. Uh, we do indicate at a particular time that this is what we did. We opened this for public comments. Yes, we did receive uh, public comments, of course, would not attach uh, letters, but to a summary of the report. And it has nothing to do with the ultimate recommendation. Because by the time you get to the recommendation, uh, like uh, the case that was cited, uh, you, you don't have your decision reviewed and set aside because you did not apply your mind to what is before you because that's what it does. But if you've applied your mind with what is before you, you'd be able to defend the recommendations that you make uh, in that you've considered everything before you, for which the public comments are one of those would have to consider the legal opinion. It's one of those things would have to consider. Um, so, so that's a summary of it, uh, uh, honorable members, so that we, we do not start discussing even the names, but just deal generally with the principal matters. Uh, I hope I'm 
I'm out of the diplomacy, Honorable Mulala, uh, and that is clarity. No, no, you okay. are there. Thanks, Jay. They are your yes, yes. now. So, uh, uh, if if the legal department would still want, uh, like Honorable Mulala uh, would have raised, if you want to clarify this point, uh, you, you can. But but I think uh, at least there's agreement now on us moving forward that the decision rests with us on what to recommend. Uh, Mr. Dejan and your team, you are fine. No, 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 Chair. We don't want to. We don't want to spoil the broth, Chair. I mean, you, you are the best cook. <laughs> okay, thank you. We released you. Thanks for for making time all the time that the committee asks you to come and advise. We always want to do things within the law um, and ensure that our decisions can stand the test of time. We we also cannot pretend. Uh, that in rebuilding the country, we are also learning from mistakes. That includes parliament making such mistakes uh, in decision-making uh, as, as shown in, in other reports, uh, including the commission report will still need to deal with on the aspect of parliament and how it played its oversight in that period. So, so everything we do would really want to be sure at all times that we, we also do not go outside of what we need to do, which I think today you tried to keep us online so that we also don't tend to be a core of law. Thanks for that. Uh, uh, please be ready all the time when, when we really want your assistance. Thank you. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Chair. <laughs> Honorable members, as we list the legal department, as I said, we will place on record what has been received uh, in terms of public comments. Because you'd remember that, uh, like I said earlier on, when we received those uh, just after the shortlisting, because remember, those were about us even removing people from the shortlist. And we said we will proceed wise to give legal to to look at the matter and legal also agreed with us that we proceed because people would have passed the stage of shortlisting, which was about qualification and everything else. And that we move to the next stage, which is the, <clears throat> the interviews. As I said, whilst we're busy with that, there would have been public comments, which uh, I take it that members would have received. And it is for that reason that at least they must just be placed uh, on record so that there is uh, no suspicion whatsoever that we may have hidden any matter that would have been raised when we finally make uh, a consideration on who to recommend uh, in that score. And as I said, immediately after that, we'll then take uh, a brief report as, in particular on qualification verification and uh, there's, there's a saving uh, process in the subs. Mr. Ndaveni, if you can just place on record uh, those that have been received post the four, uh, that the four candidates that were spoken to, uh, any of those that would have been received uh, post that period for record. 
Thank you, Chairperson. Um, uh, what we received uh, post um, interview was the one for um, Mr. Dinguanya Nemuhuba and um, as well as Ms. Baiki that was received during the um, chair. I'm saying just indicate what has been received so that it's on record. Um, because we've also sent them to members. Uh, thank you, Chairperson. Um, we received um, a, a comment on uh, from SOS Coalition. Uh, we received another one from uh, Public Interest South Africa. And uh, we also received another one from the uh, Property Practitioners Regulation Agency. Uh, thank you, Chair. Honorable members, may I just check if you received all those? Um, so that it doesn't mention them. Mahuma Received. Thank you, Chair. Yes. Um, there would have been, remember, these matters were also placed to the candidates. And subsequent to that, there were charities that were, were received. Uh, so that when those names are looked at, it must be understood were received. Uh, also clarities in some situations. If you were to take, for example, Mr. Mahuba, uh, there will be something received from uh, the attorneys of the university, as well as, as his attorneys, to emphasize the point uh, that you would have shared with the committee. Uh, the PPRA one is different in that it still talks to the candidate as having misled parliament. So that's what I wanted to get put on record, uh, that there were clarities given, uh, as well as uh, uh, <clears throat> the part on uh, the legal opinion now that what is done. Uh, so we'd have to note this as we will get to uh, the deliberations with different parties, uh, including uh, the board uh, assessment. Uh, may I also confirm if that was received because as part of discussions that has been a point raised with many members of the board indicating uh, that matters that are being raised are not uh, consistent with the board assessment, which is uh, public now. Uh, in that score. Um, so with that having been said, as I said, you would, uh, would also get a sense of the vetting, which takes into account qualifications and the SSA vetting. Uh, Honorable Kola Barnett. Thank you, Chair. Just a question to you. The documentation that was sent to us, the the inputs from various entities. Are those public documents um, or for the committee's eyes only? I, I presume they're public, but I just want your input on that. Thank you. Uh, 
Yeah, it's just that then we don't have the legal. The understanding is that once it's public participation, it is the views of the public, which views they make them to be known. We've seen, in fact, some of these even in the public domain, whether you call it social media at this point, because they have been raised. Okay, thank you. Acknowledge them, yes. So, so that's why I'm saying that people were asked in public and there were responses in public. And when they've clarified them, we should deny that those matters have now been clarified uh, so that they don't prohibit us from making uh, recommendations uh, later on. So we don't want to get back to that debate when, when we have to deal with names. Yeah, Chair, I think uh, I'm, I'm covered on the public submissions, but the issue I wanted to find out is the uh, board evaluation. I've not received that report from my side, but uh, I've got two questions. Uh, who did that evaluation? Uh, and what else was our input on that evaluation? Because we are the people who are supposed to be doing the oversight over SABC. If it's done by the ministry, uh, possibilities are that uh, it's supposed also to feature in our committee so that we can also make our input. I don't know, but I heard you talking about the evaluation, uh, uh, the report of the evaluation of the current board, uh, which in my view uh, will will be quite late to, to do that evaluation now. Uh, even if there's a preliminary report, it will be noted from where I'm sitting. Because if if we start an evaluation process, uh, because we need to make an input uh, ourselves uh, to that report. Uh, however, if if I get a response, I think I'll be fine with that, uh, and I'm I'm okay. Yeah, uh, Honourable Mulala, uh, again, as I said, a reminder there that this was raised by particular current board members who would have referred us to uh, an independent uh, evaluation uh, done. From a committee point of view, the difference is that we wanted to see the SABC and look at our own matters, not merely maybe attendance of meetings and, and so on, where particular topics uh, wanted to, to deal with, um, even though they are exiting. And you said that will be part of uh, a handover report that you can, uh, can work on. Uh, so that let's, let's make that distinction. We didn't do it ourselves because our, our, our focus will probably be something else. But uh, the board itself uh, may do this, uh, of course, monitored by entity oversight. So I don't even want to say the minister uh, in this case, but the board members were more referring to this and we had interest uh, as they talked to this evaluation. Now, very important when you consider people returning to to office, whether they make progress uh, or not. So, so I won't confirm that it's minister, except that it 
arose out of the interviews that we had with the board members. They all made uh, reference to that. So that when you raise <clears throat> the issues you are raising about whether the board has performed or not, uh, they were responding it in that way, that uh, the evaluation done independently also uh, is there for, for, for people to see. All that is just to assist you as you make your recommendations uh, uh, later on, that you've considered everything that is said to be available. You did not ignore what is raised with you. So, so it is in that sense. It is in that sense. So if you have not received uh, one, would ask the committee support to, to still do that because it will help you when you apply your mind uh, later on. On, on on the recommendations we need to make. Will will that uh, suffice? I I take it that uh, it's probably legacy end because you are not uh, speaking. I will then move to uh, committee support. If you can get a briefing now on the verification uh, of the qualification verification as well as uh, the vetting process from the SSE side. Is it me who's out of the platform? No, I can hear you, Chair, and I can see you. I'm not sure what their situation is. I'm actually looking at the email and Honorable Lesiva was included on the email uh, with the SABC board assessment report. Yes, but uh, as I said, with, with everything else that happens now, connectivity, energy issues, uh, would still give benefit of doubt that the member may have not yet uh, received that. And it's important to also give him an opportunity to look at it. Ms. Um, Ndameni, uh, can we get a, a brief report on the verification process, which includes the SSA update? Um, thank you, Chairperson. Um, all the candidates were sent um, the consent forms for, for HR qualifications check as well as the SA, SSA concerns, and they were required to send um, those forms back, including uh, fingerprints. And uh, the ones that were submitted, um, they are with SSA uh, now, but indicated that they have a problem with, um, with their system. Currently, they don't have a system that is working, but they are trying their best to uh, request assistance from the offices. So as soon as they have um, uh, feedback on, on, on security checks, they will revert back to us. Uh, with regards to the HR, I have received most of the feedback for on notifications check. Um, all of them um, are positive. And uh, the only ones that I haven't received, I've been following up with the candidates because they haven't sent me the consent forms uh, to check, but it's only about um, five candidates that haven't submitted their consent forms, HR qualifications check. Thank you, Chair. 
Thank you, Ms. Mutabene. Honorable members, that's the update on the verification uh, uh, process. Five candidates uh, whose uh, consent forms are outstanding on the part of qualification verification, uh, but others positive. But as it relates to the SSA, the problem is more on that side and not on the basis of uh, submissions. Um, so that's something that uh, has a bearing on the work we need to do because there were members genuinely so con were concerned uh, that we tend to be embarrassed sometimes that you make recommendations and find that there may be issues that arise out of that candidate that you put uh, uh, forward and maybe that candidate would have been appointed. It also happens in the public service general. And then you have to do uh, away with uh, such a person because of failed uh, vetting process. Uh, so we would, would need to uh, speak to this matter because it's important on, on our way forward. May, may I just check if there are clarities that members would want uh, to ask at this point uh, from Ms. Ndavini's uh, presentation before one uh, maybe guides on what we probably should do as a way forward. Okay. Honorable Mlana? Or is it a legacy hand? Oh, it's a legacy hand. Sorry, Chair. Okay. Thank you, Honorable Mlana. Uh, may I just check if there's any, yeah, just, yeah, thank you. <laughs> what did you say, Low, lower uh, down there? Um, may I then check if there's any, you would want clarity, or it's quite clear? If everything else is clear, um, uh, honorable members, I think we should then agree uh, on a way forward. I want to put before you so that as you make comments, you also reflect on that. We, we, we have gone through the interview process, a very tedious process. Um, and, and thanks for members uh, who really stood up all, all time until we were, we, we, we were done with the the business uh, turned us, uh, some of which would have been night vigils in their, in their own way. Thanks for that. Uh, we've done our part, I think, in that regard. Uh, but this other part about the public participation, as we've discussed, uh, does say that uh, you may need to reconsider uh, what should be the approach and whatever recommendation to be made, it takes all that into account uh, so that when we capture it in the report, it's clear that it's not like we ignored, uh, but we considered, but arrive at a particular uh, recommendation uh, that we're making. That's, that's, that's really also something 
the second thing is that uh, with the report given by uh, Ms. David, uh, who has not uh, mentioned which are those five candidates, and you can imagine if uh, all those other candidates thought you should recommend in the 12 who have not uh, signed consent forms uh, in order for them to be verified. <clears throat> now, this is important because in one of the candidates, there's been an issue of whether you have this qualification or you don't because of what has happened and so on. And, uh, and the candidate had to clarify. So I'm making it as an example that uh, from what the legal department talked about as the moral fiber issue that we still have to deal with when we put people in institutions, uh, we have to be certain about, about those matters. So, so it may be an issue of going back to these candidates, uh, at least make them aware that they are delaying the process and we may have no option but to leave them out uh, if they can't consent that they be verified. Uh, when the advert was very clear that uh, you'll subject yourself to that, including the vetting process. And, and maybe <clears throat> agree that we use probably other venues to put more pressure uh, on those that are responsible in assisting. Uh, as I say, I'm not putting your neck on the block on Kolabana to maybe serving in that other committee. Uh, but we really need them to move quicker uh, on the basic uh, vetting that needs to be done. It would appear now that <laughs> the problem is the systems on the other side. So we, we also don't want to make recommendations really and only to find that uh, people will not pass uh, just a basic uh, vetting process. Right. So, so, so in, in this call, I think as I've said it also on the uh, subcommittee platform, that even the program of parliament, uh, as you would have seen, has been piled up uh, a bit uh, because the programming committee uh, could not uh, put anything for a Friday. But in any way, we would not be able to present if there are still these matters that are outstanding. And therefore, I want to suggest that we note all these matters, agree that we give ourselves space and we'll communicate this accordingly after we have consulted uh, with the relevant uh, offices, uh, whether we can't get space, even if it is in the constituency period, just to complete the part on the names, having applied our minds on the information shared with us today, whether legal, uh, whether the public comments that have been received, whether uh, the outstanding matters from um, the SSA uh, process and, and the qualification verification process. And that will communicate that. Of course, we'll take it, we'll take into account uh, that part of the push for the dates was in, in, for two things. Those members may not be uh, available because they may be committed elsewhere in that period. Um, surely there can be arrangements in that regard, whether you bring on board 
uh, a member from the party, as it has happened uh, during the interviews where people are unable to make it, that a proper submission is done uh, and that at least at that time it would be names. Uh, and then the second issue was really that we do not want interim arrangements, uh, but we want to have a board that can get a proper handover from the existing board in a way that in, ensures smooth uh, transition. Uh, I think if if we can speak to the programming uh, properly, it, it could still be done uh, because your recess ends on the 10th and, and the board expires on the 15th. We, we, if we are able to get the dates we would want, uh, that, that should help us uh, a, a great deal. Uh, so that's what I want to put before you, honorable members. Um, so, so that we check if there's, there's argument. Yes, so that it doesn't look like we're just about putting the names, even if uh, the conditions are such that we have to consider certain matters that have been placed before us. Honorable Kolabanad, I see your hand. Thank you, Chair. Uh, just, just one question. Um, while I, I know it was quite a light aside, um, could I not put some pressure? I think from what I gather from the input, um, the vetting requests that went through have in fact been done and completed. It's the five members, uh, not members, what, what do we call them? Applicants um, who have not given their consent forms in. So I'm, I'm guessing it will be as quick as the others were if they should sign those forms. I find it very curious that they haven't. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I don't think there's any point in asking someone to do something when they haven't been given permission to do it. So it's up to those applicants who, who, who have not finished their part of the process. Um, so we're, we're rather stymied by them. Um, I think we need to give them a deadline by which they sign those forms. And if they choose not to do that, we must just simply remove them from the list. Thank you. Another member? Any other member? I take it that uh, your point, Honorable Paula Barnett, does not uh, then disagree with the summer made, that indeed we need to give them deadline uh, for, for submission or at least uh, understand that we can't then proceed with them. Um, so, but that's on qualification. Agreed. Uh, and then there's the part about the vetting is, is on the other side. Um, the SSA side uh, with functionality of systems and, and therefore doing their best uh, to work within what is available in the office to, to get this done. I think the same would go uh, to them that would want to have this before our next uh, uh, sitting where we look at names, at least to have this confirmed before we place the names on the table. Uh, and that would then make the communication on our meeting to deal with the names, taking into account everything else that has been shared with the committee 
subcommittee today. Um, can we can we close it at that, honourable uh, members? No, you are seconded, Chair. We agree. Agreed, Chair. Okay, so that's uh, that's agreed. Um, I think any other matter surely would be for the next uh, meeting. In the next meeting, it will really to just give the briefing as it relates to this subcommittee work that uh, we, we are we have received the report from legal. We've considered um, public uh, comments uh, from the process. We would be applying our minds on that. And therefore in the next meeting, then consider the names for which a report will be presented to the committee. I think that will be the long and short of what would indicate to the, to the main committee. Uh, other than that, it will be the briefing on the PDM, as you would have seen, minutes, and, and probably uh, will be updated on the MTDA oversight. So, so that would be more for the for the committee. With that, honourable members, uh, thanks uh, for the contributions we've made. This uh, meeting stays adjourned until we meet in the committee draft post. Thank you. Thank you, Jay. Makosonge. Yeah, yeah, no legacy hands. I must, I want to find the short Recording stopped. <laughs>